Well, we were looking again at Ephesians 4. We're just going to look at verses 26 and 27, but I'd like to back up a little bit. I'd like to read from verses 17 through uh, 27. The living word of God. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Father, we bow before you. We love your word. We praise you for your commandments, your law, and we pray that we would be teachable now as we hear again from your word how we are to act And we rejoice that we can do this in the power of your spirit. And so open our eyes, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in verse 17, we are told that we are no longer to walk as the Gentiles. We're no no longer to walk as unbelievers walk by nature, the way they walk. They walk in futility. They walk in darkness. They walk in ignorance. And even it's called blindness. They don't even know where they're going. We're not to walk that way at all. We are to put off, it says, the ways of the old man, which is also called the old nature, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of the Word of God. And we are to be renewed, it says, by by putting on the new nature that is possible in the Lord Jesus uh, by His sacrifice for us. And what one picture of that is putting on righteousness and putting on holiness. That's the garb that should be uh, growing, or that we should be wearing. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And so we should walk that way. We should walk as new creations. That's what we are. We are to put off lying, as we saw a month ago, to put off lying to each other because we're members of the same body. And we see here, we are also to cease from anger that gives the devil a foothold, the kind of anger that gives the devil a foothold, or you could call it a beachhead in our lives. Verse 31, which we'll see in a few weeks, look at a little more, says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That's what we're talking about, that kind of anger. And then the phrase that we see in this uh, verse, in verse 26, it says, be angry and do not sin. You might notice it's in quotes because that is from the Septuagint uh, version of Psalm 4, verse 4, uh, which is basically saying, in your anger, do not sin. Now, our Lord had only righteous or just anger, of course. His anger was never out of control, but it was focused on sin and on sinners who would not repent. Like in Matthew 23, when he spoke against the Pharisees in such a strong way. In Mark 3, Uh, Jesus entered a synagogue and there was a man there who had a withered hand and the Pharisees were watching him closely. Uh, They basically wanted to catch him. They wanted to get him in trouble. They wanted to uh, accuse him of of things. Uh, This is on Sabbath day. And so uh, Jesus uh, 
spoke to that man, and he said to him, step forward. And so he stood up, stepped forward. And then the Lord said, uh, is it lawful? He said to all of the people there, he said, is it lawful? He asked this question, on the Sabbath to do good or to, to do evil, to save life or to kill? So here's a man, who knows, I mean, he's got a withered hand. He came, this is, on the, the Lord is having compassion, wants to have, show compassion. So is it, is it okay to do that on the Sabbath day? And it says, but they kept silent. So he, it says he looked at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts. Righteous anger should have been, you know, we would be grieved to see, well, yeah, we, we don't help somebody. Now, there are times for just anger, but uncontrolled, selfish anger leads to sin. Matthew Henry had a quote. <clears throat> he didn't refer to who. He said it was referred to somebody else. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, he said, if we would be angry and not sin, we must be angry at nothing but sin. If we would be angry and not sin, we must be angry at nothing but sin. And I believe, to add to that, especially angry and, and hate our own sin. It's easy to be angry at others' sin, or there's sin against us, but how about against our own sin? <clears throat> Anger allowed to fester can turn into wrath, and it can turn into bitterness, as we've been hearing for several weeks. And so we are to deal with it quickly. <clears throat> We're not to allow it to become a burning and growing uncontrolled emotion. And anger can really become uncontrolled very easily, it turns out. James 1 tells us to be slow to anger. And so we certainly shouldn't nurse it or let it grow. Matthew Henry again said, though anger may come into the heart of a wise man, into the heart of a believer sometimes, so anger may come into the heart of a wise man, it rests or it is allowed to stay there or it abides only in the heart of fools. Only fools allow this kind of anger to abide in their hearts. Fools nurse their anger. They don't deal with it quickly. And we should say no to sin because we can by the grace of God and not allow our anger to ever boil over into bitterness or vengeance. And James 1 goes on, you know, it says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger because the righteousness, the, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It cannot. The anger of Unregenerate or regenerate man does not produce righteous thoughts or righteous actions. And we saw in, in uh, verse 24 that we are to put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Those two characters, there are many others, but it's focusing here on righteousness and holiness. We are to put on the character of the new man as those regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit through the gospel. And anger does not produce a growth in righteousness. Wrath is what we are to put, uh, sorry, wrath is not what we're to put on. Uh, we're to put on righteousness. We're to put on that more and more. The enemy of our souls would tempt us, brothers and sisters, would tempt us to anger in order to accuse us, in order to weaken us, and to take the opportunity of our rage and our wrath, maybe, uh, or our lack of self-control, to undermine our walk with the Lord Jesus and our growth in righteousness. There's a pastor I saw who had some commentary on this named Steve Cole, but he had an illustration that I thought was helpful. He said, sinful anger leaves your door ajar against the lion prowling for souls. If you don't want a lion loose in your house, you've got to deal with your anger biblically. It's kind of like the salesman who sticks the foot in there. We should just not ever allow that to occur. We should be fearful 
of letting the enemy get a foot in the door, which then, unless we deal with, these, with it biblically, only gets worse. And it will then damage our testimony, possibly as a child of the Lord. It will ruin relationships. Anger often causes us to say things and to do things that greatly wound others. It really hurts other people, which we will regret we ever said or regret we ever did. Now, you might be forgiven, of course, but the sinful words caused hurt, actual hurt, um, when they were said in anger, in unrighteous anger, and it grieves the spirit. So those in the world, we know, we've seen it in public media lately a lot, they, they get very angry, but they're angry at the wrong things, the things that didn't go their way, supposedly, like an election that didn't go their way, or politicians who don't you know, do what they want because uh, the political system is basically their idol, uh, their hope, and their, their hopeful means of control. Um, uncontrolled sinful anger is the, basically, it's the extreme frustration when a person's selfish desire is thwarted, when their supposed control is lost, and when they feel that their rights have been taken away. So we should never, brothers and sisters, have a kind of anger uh, like, that, uh, like that. We should have a righteous anger against, for example, abortion that moves us, that uh, gives us power to work and to, and to pray against it, as we did yesterday, praying the imprecatory psalms. But we should never be sinfully angry at each other, at our children or our spouse uh, or at our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ here, which divides us and only hurts our unity. And we have to remember, these two verses, uh, 26 and 27, says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil, are in the context in Ephesians 4 of the unity of the body of Christ. It's very destructive. Anger is very destructive. And as we come to the table of the Lord, united in him, let's praise the Lord for the grace that we receive as we commune with him, which enables us to say no to the sin of unrighteous anger and to grow in righteousness and to grow in holiness. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we rejoice this morning that we can come together in unity to commune with you now. And to give thanks to you for redeeming us from the anger of man. And we praise you, Lord, for giving us grace to uh, quickly deal with it more and more with our anger and more and more to be angry at our own sin. And, oh, Lord, we pray that you'd keep us from giving place to the devil. And may we quickly and steadfastly put on the new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ in true righteousness and holiness. For we ask this according to your will. And in the name of Jesus Christ, our master, amen.